everyone i'm alexa and i'm Catherine, and we're the girls behind tickets please and on today's episode we're talking about breaking dawn part one my very first note says edward becomes dexter I'm sorry. What is this? The night before you're about to get married? And he's like, Bella, I have to tell you the truth about me. I've been killing bad men. Well, I mean, in the past. And it was so shoehorned in completely inorganic. He just walks in. He's like, I have to tell you something. And I love how he says it under the guise of that. He thinks that this might actually make her not want to marry him. (laughs) Like, please, Edward. Nothing he could do at this point. (laughs) My first note was that the quality of this one is so much better than the other ones. Just wait till we get to part two. It looks like a legit movie now. We look like we're actually watching a real movie instead of something someone shot in their backyard. When they show those shots of everybody standing around and chatting and stuff before the ceremony Mm -hmm. and the music is playing in the background and and there's a few shots of Emmett chatting with someone and laughing and it just something about it I felt like I could cry it just really captured that feeling that you have at weddings before the ceremony I loved their wedding please well besides just even visually it just had such a a cozy mood Great feeling I have in my notes. One of the most beautiful movie weddings. Seriously. Ever. And I had never paid much attention. To, like I knew that it was the beautiful Bella Edward wedding with all the flowers, but I had never focused on it like I did this time. And I will say, I know that it's been done a million times over the whole in the woods, all the flowers thing, but it, it still works for me. Yeah. 10 years later, I'm into it. And and it felt magical because sometimes the, it's pretty always with the woods and the flowers. It's always nice. But this one made it feel like it was just them in this little section of the woods by themselves. It was just very quiet and secluded and, and nice. I, I really loved it. Me too. The reception I loved, although I thought Bella looked a little sick well yeah I thought was well, weird like that's not supposed to happen until later well also going back for a second I didn't I thought her why was her dress in her dream about their wedding different than the dress she wore I thought that was bizarre I also liked the dress in the dream more than I liked the one she actually wore I think it was different because they showed the dream before the real ceremony so they wanted the dress to be like a reveal Oh, that makes sense. I liked the back of the one she wore, but the front didn't do it for me. I thought it was really fitting for her. That's fair. I watched this with my mom and she said that it reminded, it was very Juliet Capulet to her. She said that she she always thinks of it as like a Romeo and Juliet dress, which maybe that was done purposely. Yeah. I wonder who designed that. I wonder if it's a a designer we know or if it was... Custom because oh, at this point, it the twilight had gone through the stratosphere, so it's very possible that it was someone really famous. I'm looking it up. 
Oh, Carolina Herrera. Oh, okay. Although I did love the reception and so many things about it, when Bella's mom is singing Go to Sleep. Go to sleep, my love. Go to sleep. When you wake, you'll see me. It is the most... First of all, how long are you going to sing for? Second... My God, this is uncomfortable. Please stop. Her mom is, she is a, as oblivious as they come. She has no idea. She's living on planet Renee. Okay. <laughs> I just had crazy out of body experience. I used to work with a woman who reminds me of Bella's mom. Oh. So both in looks and personality, her, the way her figure is shaped, her energy, her <clears throat> face, everything about her reminds me of her. And I, this is fucking insane because I know Bella's mom's name, but it never actually occurred in my head to me till now. Like her name is Renee. The, the woman, woman I'm talking about. Really? And like, I know that that's Bella's mom's name, but it never, I don't know what, it just never connected. That's wild. Maybe Stephanie Meyer met Renee and modeled her mother. Oh, seriously. <laughs> When you said Renee just now, my whole body was like. (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy when Jacob showed up. I know. What's a wedding present doing out here? Just a little more private. The best man didn't have time to get a tux. Jacob. (laughs) Jacob. Hey. Hey. What exactly was her issue walking down the aisle? What do you mean? I don't know. I guess she was supposed to be nervous was the idea we're getting, but she was just so over the top. It was very slow. It was so slow. We spent a long time seeing her walk down the aisle and, and the whole time she's, she looks uncomfortable. She looks unhappy. And then even when she sees him, I figured that it was a moment where she was going to see him and, and be happy and calmer and more centered. And to be honest, I did not see that on her face. When she looks at him, she doesn't even crack a smile. You could smile, Bella. You're walking down the aisle and about to get married. Once they're up there, she's cute and they're nice, but she looked like she was on a death march. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I didn't pick up on that. Maybe I just was so used to her being awkward that I didn't realize like way over the top. I really love that you said when she gets up there, she's cute and they're nice. (laughs) Because he looks really happy. He looks happy looking at her. And when they say their little vows, I think he looked very happy, but she did not. (laughs) I agree with you about him looking happy. And that was one of the things I noticed this time around. Yes. Is that as soon as they get married for the rest of both of the final movies, he seems totally softer and more tender and happier. Yes. This is the Edward that I got from the books, all of them. I felt that that's who he really was through most of them. So I don't know how they managed to achieve it in this final two, but I a hundred percent agree. Was the director different for these two than for the, the previous ones? Were, I think oh, okay. every director is different. Let me look. I wonder how much that had to do with it because I thought all of their acting was better too. I agree. This was a much better movie. 
Yeah. While you're looking that up, I wanted to say, you know how I joke that I watch these twice a year? Yes. I mean, sometimes I do watch Twilight twice a year, but Mm -hmm. I realize that I never get through the whole thing. I must watch Twilight and then New Moon and then get distracted or something. Because by the time we got to Breaking Dawn, I realized I think I've only seen like twice. Which is so interesting because I know we also talked about how this one, for some reason, we both remember every moment of. Which I still found to be true. I could recite it. Yeah. Completely. But yet I think I've only seen it twice. I agree. I haven't seen it that many times either. Because even... Back then, by the time we got to Breaking Dawn 1 and 2, we were still very much into them, but it had died down. It had been a couple of years since it had gone on. So I know we were excited, but I feel the level of hype was way higher for 1, 2, and maybe even 3. So I have seen this one the least, but for some reason remembered every moment of it. And I thought, watching them again, that I would see something I didn't remember and it really didn't happen. I remembered all of it pretty well. Maybe just because they're better. Yeah, maybe. So I have the answer. So the first one was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Second one is by Chris Weitz. Then David Slade is three. And this one is Bill Condon. So. And does Bill do the last one too? Mm-hmm. So the director's nice work, Bill. every time. Yeah. Kudos, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> When they're driving away after the wedding and Bella's looking out the car window and you hear Jacob howling. I don't know how I never noticed that before, but it really hit me. (laughs) Also, she looks her most beautiful. I know in the second, um, well, not through most of this movie, but (laughs) I know in the second one, obviously, when she's a vampire, they really did a good job. But when she gets married and when they're leaving and she's wearing that shorter white dress, her hair looks amazing. She looks beautiful. She really does. Also, at the wedding, when they say I love you at the altar... Is that the first time we've heard him say it to her or in general? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Because when he said it, I was struck as if I hadn't really heard him say it. If it is the first time he's saying it, then it's also the first time we're hearing her because there's no point where she says it and he doesn't. Mm. Unless maybe we've only heard it in the sense of one of them saying that they like how much I love you or this and that in a string of words, not actually saying to them, I love you. I don't think that that's happened before they get married, at least not in the movies. Cause I picked up on it when he said it to her, I was like, Whoa, we heard this before. Apparently in the book, the first time Edward says it is just before the baseball game. Whoa. But because I, I know, know they've discussed it, how much they like, uh, no one's cared for you as much as I have. I know they've had multiple of those kinds of conversations, but I don't know. It was really well done. And I love the speech he gives about her. It's an extraordinary thing to meet someone who you can bear your soul to. And they'll accept you for what you are. I've been waiting what seems like a very long time to get beyond what I am. And with Bella, I feel like I can finally begin. 
I'd like to propose a toast to my beautiful bride. No measure of time with you will be long enough. Let's start with forever. He seems so happy. He is. And I love how happy the Collins are for him. Like Esme and Carlisle, they look so proud of him. They're so sweet. They really are. I wish Esme was more of a character. <laughs> but because but, how many lines does she speak? But they look so perfect as his parents and they seem so proud of him. I was really amazed by how well they made them grow up. Like, it, it's almost as soon as they're married, they seem like adults. Definitely, Bella. They, she seems way more put together, centered, focused, mature. A hundred percent. When they're in Brazil, I was thinking to myself, imagine how boring it would get if you never slept and you only ate like twice a month. I have this written down. It must be so boring. They don't eat. They don't sleep. That's why they play chess 50 times on their honeymoon. <laughs> and those are two such enjoyable things that yeah. bring so much depth to our lives. Yeah. Obviously, vampires find their depth in different ways. But I just can't imagine, A, what to do with all that extra time. And B, not having the enjoyment of sleeping and eating. Yeah. Or eating, but not nearly as often. Right. The lady, what the lady, <laughs> I'm reading my note <laughs> instead of saying it my own words. What I, had, what I had written down was the lady prep montage was hysterical, which is very, the, the fact that they have a sequence where she's literally shaving her legs and getting herself ready for her honeymoon. I was cackling. I thought it was I find that so deeply uncomfortable to watch. I don't want to watch her. Doesn't she brush her teeth? Stop. I, I don't so. need to see this. And they play a jazzy little music underneath it as she's it's. Ugh. What is this rated PG 13? Mm-hmm. This was, I think this is the first one that was, it was like a big deal because they have sex in this one. <laughs> <laughs> the whole section where it's occurring to her and they're realizing that she must be pregnant mm-hmm. really hits me every time. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can Edward. It's the first time he acts like a human instead of a vampire when he's just shocked and she has to get his phone. <laughs> what do you think when she realizes that she needs to drink blood? Mm-hmm. What do you think that's made out of? The blood they use? Yeah. Got to be some kind of like flavor. They probably colored some kind of syrup or something. You're asking because you know the answer or you want to know the answer? I want to know the answer. <laughs> oh, this is for the newborn. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it came up <laughs> to simulate blood on the newborn. They used strawberry jam and cream cheese. Uh. 
It was also so gross. Also, I have a lot to say about this because when they put it in the cup for her to drink and Carlo's like fastest way to test the theory, wouldn't an IV be the the fastest way to test the theory? Why does she have to drink it? Because that's how your baby receives nutrients from what you eat and drink. So it's not that it's even though the baby is taking her blood because she's clearly losing the blood. She's not losing blood. I don't think I think she's like that because her nutrients are being drained from her body. Oh, I did not get that. I thought the baby was drinking her blood. Yes. Truly. I, I mean, maybe I, I, right. made, I just made never that knew up. that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't understand what was happening. And that's why. And when he says, like, I just couldn't understand why they couldn't just give her to her in her IV. Like they had been giving her fluids and everything else. Why they had to put it in a styrofoam cup for her to drink. I'm looking it up. Did you find the the blood answer? No. Yeah, the baby was sucking the life out of her to develop because she wasn't getting the right nutrients for her vampire half. Oh, okay. You know that scene where Jacob and Edward are talking outside, like in the woods outside of the house? Yeah. And Edward says to him, You have a connection with her that I'll never understand. Maybe you could talk to her change your mind you can keep her alive and if I can't if she dies you get what you always wanted to kill me yeah when Jacob walks back into the house right after that and Rosalie's like trying to protect Bella and she says to her like it's fine you can go that whole scene I was thinking to myself wait a minute is is Taylor Lautner hot <gasps> thank you he is way hotter I, I I haven't written down several times this is the hottest he's ever been he looks way hotter in this one than he did in the last one and the last one is when he's supposed to be Mr. Hot he's supposed to be all jacked with his shirt off and Jacob love triangle that kind of thing he is way more I don't know what they did to him they fixed his hair or something is different he is his most attractive in this one. I think it's also because partially because his acting is better. It is. Plus his wardrobe is better. Yes. And the expressions that he makes when Bella is telling Rosalie that she can leave. Uh I don't know something about it. I'm just like, I get it now. I think it's better direction. I think this guy was way better at directing them than anybody else before. Because he was significantly better. I took real note of it. His presence is also so lovely. It's so steady and comforting. Yes. I loved him. I love him like palling around with them. This is later, but so I don't want to skip right to it. But when they're just all sitting around watching football, I was like, excuse me, (laughs) I want to be there. (laughs) Oh, really, miss? I hate Thanksgiving because everyone watches football. Yes, that's one of many reasons I hate Thanksgiving. Are you turning a corner? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not making any promises. Two seconds of it was a nice moment. The thought of the Cullens hanging around with Jacob watching football was a nice, comforting thought to me. I also totally forgot that this book is split. I don't know if it's in half, but at least there's a huge section of it that's from Jacob's point of view. 
which oh, I really? had totally, yes. There's a section that's Bella, obviously, because all the books are Bella. But then there's a section that literally says like Jacob at the front. And it's all from his point of view, which is why we like go into the woods and have him have that meeting with his pack. That's oh, I'm because, glad you brought that up. That's yeah. because it, in the book, we were with Jacob and all of his wolf drama for a long time. It was not because very that good, she was though. setting the stage for him to imprint. Yes. We got a little more background on the characters of the pack, what their views were. I was happy to see it sped up in the movie. It wasn't very interesting in the book. Not because, because there just really wasn't anything going on. This book was one of the worst ones because there wasn't too much going on. It made actually a better movie. I can't believe how well you remember them. I read them multiple times, Oh, but I also can't believe it because I never remember anything I read. (laughs) So I don't know how this stuck. When they're having that meeting and they're all in wolf form, who's the alpha before? Is Sam the alpha before Jacob takes over? Yes. Sam's wolf voice sounds like He-Man. Do you know who He-Man is? Yes, I do know who He-Man was. And I felt that way about everybody's wolf voice. I thought that whole (laughs) sequence was very cheesy and weird. to protect the tribe what they've bred won't be able to control this thirst every human will be in danger we're ready now we must destroy it before it's born you mean kill bella her choice affects us all bella's human our protection applies to her especially when jacob tell like takes control and says that he's the grandson of blah blah will not i am the grandson of ephraim Black. i am the grandson of a chief i wasn't born to follow you or anyone else i was like no this is this is not cool, not fun. I don't like any of this. I was glad it was a blip in the story as far as this movie was concerned. <laughs> Another very uncool, unfun thing is Carlisle's side part. Not only is his hair kind of long, but he has a side part. His hair has a weird, like grayish green yes. overcast to yes. it. And it's plastered to his head. I feel that way about Carlisle every time I see him that he has a green tint over him. I don't know what it is. His makeup is different. His hair is different. He looks green. <laughs> the rest of them don't look that way, but he does. <laughs> I have one final note. Bella wanting to name what they thought yep. was a son, Edward Jacob, is so gross and weird. So I know that you don't know this, but this is like a thing that... A couple of books did, and I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say Stephanie Meyer might have taken a page from J.K. Rowling. And because you haven't read them, you don't know this, but let's just say you have a real treat coming to you, okay? (laughs) This was a thing that happened where teen books were having children named after other characters in the book. It was a weird trend that went on. It's literally terrible. Also, the characters of your love triangle. Yes. Well, <laughs> Twilight took it took it to the next level as they often do. But, but that, I 
hearing her say it. Rose is trying to talk Bella out of her baby names. She hates them. Well, then I'm on your side no matter what you picked. They're not that bad. If it's a boy, EJ. Edward Jacob. Okay, fine. That one's not awful. Why don't you tell him the girl's name? I was playing around with her mom's names. Renee and Esme. And I was thinking, Renesme. I, I couldn't. I couldn't even watch it. Um, I told my mom to tell me when it was over. I can't hear her say it. I can't even hear her explain Renesme. to be honest with you. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to hear her say it and to see them receive the information. I can't even... Kudos to our Pats and to Taylor Lautner, honestly, because how they kept it together as she said that, I can't even deal. It is so horrible. It's not even good. At least she tried with Renezme to make it something new and fun. She was literally going to call her son Edward Jacob. It is disturbing. EJ, as she so playfully nicknames him. Ew. <laughs> Thank God Stephanie Meyer did not. I love how she couldn't resist telling us the name, though. She couldn't help herself. She had to put it in there. And then thank God she didn't make it a reality and actually make them have a son. Ew. My final note is the painfully obvious, which is that the entire end birth scene is horrific and disgusting. But most specifically, the sound design through most of this I don't know what was going on, but with her crackling, bones? there's the the squishing of him biting her and the bones. Yes. I I was like, can we <laughs> just stop? <laughs> also, at one point when they're at Charlie's house, someone pulls out a chair, and I swear someone dragged a chair for ten straight seconds because you just hear. As, as someone yanks out their chair in the kitchen, the Foley artists really had a ball in this. They were <laughs> like, we need to turn the sound up on everything. There is no way they didn't put in fake fangs and sink their teeth into grapefruits. Yeah, they were squishing. I will, it was it was the fingers into grapefruits and, and squishing no. sponges and others. It, it was so gross. I did enjoy... Or I do enjoy every time I see it, her laying on that table becoming a vampire. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, that final moment when she opens her eyes. Best ending of all of them. When she opens those eyes, baby, it's a moment. (laughs) Did you stick around for the post-credit scene? I did then. I forgot about it now and didn't watch it. What is it? It's... It's the Volturi. And Telling Aros, them that Bella's been turned, right? Yeah. That's that famous line where Aro says something about... First, it's the spelling, then the grammar. But I'm confused about that because they don't tell us what the grammar is. I guess you're just supposed to assume that something else was wrong on the card she wrote. Well, I wanted more details. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, part two is up now. Thanks, guys. Till next time.